uh, this is Word of Life Family Church. It's all of us. Amen. We're all involved. Every joint fitly framed together, supplying everything that needs to be done. And, and uh, we're a growing and dynamic church. Amen. They're coming from the north, south, east, and west. You need to say that too and believe it so the angels can hear that because they are ministering spirits to theirs of salvation and they hearken unto the voice of the word. Now the Bible teaches that but a lot of people don't because uh, they're satisfied with the natural existence but God's supernatural. Amen. And he has supernatural help for us if we'll believe him. Amen. Hallelujah. Well we have a children's ministry for ages six months up through whatever praise God forevermore and we got kids just growing up I'm just it's just amazing hallelujah there's Ireland she's taller than her mother hallelujah praise God hallelujah I just tell you Chad you know it'll keep you on your knees and Michael too has got a bunch of little girls there you know so a couple little girls Hallelujah. Yeah. But you need to pray too. I had somebody, he, bless his heart, he's in heaven now. But he called me, for some reason, it would just get on his mind about once a month. And he'd say, Brother Randy, what are you going to do about them girls? He said, they're pretty little girls. So what are you going to do about all them boys? He said, you know what they say about them preacher's daughters, that they're wild. And I said, well, mine ain't going to be wild. Amen, in the name of Jesus. And I'd pray, I'd pray and I'd say Lord they're wise beyond their years and they know that you've got somebody special for them so they don't have to have attention from a bunch of boys to make them happy praise God and I prayed that and I believe that and, and uh huh and it worked too I'm, I'm praying it for Dylan you know because <laughs> he's kind of pretty too you know <laughs> and he he's he's drawing a crowd Praise God. Uh, but when you're in the kingdom, man, uh, if I'd have just known what I know now, praise God. But I didn't know. We didn't know. Amen. But we're learning. The Bible says the path of the just gets brighter and brighter until the day. Amen. So we're learning more and more. And God is just so good. He, he, he's, uh, he's doing great things. He's moving by a spirit. The devil's so mad. The devil is so scared, and uh, he's got all his, uh, how many of y'all remember Carmen? Uh, I think he went to heaven recently, but he used to have out some videos, and I mean he had some good ones, and we would see him in concert, I don't know how many times I've seen Carmen live, but it was always, uh, he'd, he'd just tear up arena up, he did it two or three times, and just had that place rocking, and, and hundreds and hundreds of people going to the altar getting born again every time conviction power of the holy ghost but he had that one video where where the demons are calling and reporting about the christians praying they're they're praying they're speaking in other tongues you know <laughs> and 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 hell would start getting bombarded and shaking and the devil gets blown off the throne and everything and oh man hallelujah that's that, that that's really going on i mean the devil knows he has but a short time but but let's not be mistaken he has he has a powers and principalities that are doing his work and a lot of stuff that's going on in the world uh how many ever seen uh flashpoint on the victory channel uh and uh, one of those one of those guys lance wallenow you know he's very spiritual uh really he's probably a new testament prophet like dr jacobs very spiritual man very wise very wise man and you know he said he said that uh, uh, the this woke generation that's extremely liberal that you know it's so important to them to, to use the proper pronoun and coming up with all this stuff that didn't even exist years ago and and uh, he said it's a religion and he said the reason you can tell it's a religion is because. Uh, and he said they're looking for a leader, but they don't really have one fitting. 
Amen. And, and, but he said you can tell it's a religious spirit because it's always looking for somebody to crucify. Always looking for somebody to persecute. Always, always finding the fault. But when, when, when they have a fault, there's nothing to see here. But the other side, you know, gets, gets, gets blamed. So. But anyway, he, he said there's something spiritual going on. And, I, you know, I just know that. I just know all this, everything that's going on in the spirit of Antichrist. We just didn't have all this trouble when we had prayer in schools. Amen. And the teachers could whip your butt. Didn't have to worry about somebody bringing a gun and shooting a bunch of people. Because, oh, Mrs. So-and-so or Mr. So-and-so is T.P. Scott here at Adair County when I was there. And, you know, uh, he had a baseball bat. These teachers, they know, what they know what they're doing. They take a baseball bat and they saw a slab off of each side and leave it about three-quarters of an inch thick. And then the mean ones drill holes in it about a half inch so it sucks the meat up in you when you... <laughs> And you get that a couple times, and they say, bend over and grab your ankles. I got it in Denver before we moved back here when I was in the seventh grade. I don't know what I did in the seventh grade to get to the principal's office. Well, I do know. I was talking too much. Uh, talking to some girl and wouldn't shut up and had everybody laughing, and the teacher couldn't do nothing with us. And so I got sent to the office. And he told me to bend over and grab my ankles and look at those. They had Olympic squares. The Olympic circles up on the wall. I said, look at those Olympic circles. <laughs> and whew, I heard the wind of it before it hit me. <laughs> Glory to God. I didn't talk much after that. <laughs> I got the message. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. But, you know, now they can't correct nobody. And uh, some schools have to have a litter box in the bathroom because people identify as cats. Amen. Isn't that something? You know, I figured out why we ain't got no... Why there's a shortage on egg. Some of the hens are identifying as roosters. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so they ain't doing that no more. Hallelujah. Well, Lord help us. That'll sink in in a minute. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. I got some stuff on my heart. I really do. Uh, we got to be serious about our business with God. The church has got to wake up and be the church. We've kind of fallen asleep in Zion. I really do believe we have. Well, let's just put it this way. We've been holding our own, and evil's been working overtime. So we got some catching up to do. And greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. In the Bible, if you read the Bible, in the end, we overcome. So we got to, we got to somewhere in, in, in all this, we got to catch up and get on top of everything. And, and that's what we're out to do. And... Uh, when, you know, the devil don't care if you just go to church. He, now listen, he don't want you to go to heaven. He really don't. Amen, because he hates it. He hates God. The devil was in heaven, and he got kicked out. He was full of, full of pride, and he got kicked out. So he, when you love Jesus, he hates you. And when you get born again, and you become uh, a son of God, and you're uh, an heir and a joint heir with Jesus Christ, the Bible says we're seated with him. In the heavenlies at the right hand of God. We look, we look at it uh, alike. You know, it's like, uh, here sits uh, Wes and Michael. They're natural brothers, but you can tell. You know, you can tell they're related. They're kinfolk. Amen, you can tell Harrison and, and uh, Langston are brothers. Because they look alike. Well, when we, when we get Jesus on us and take on his identity, then, then we... we, we we, we draw firepower from hell because we're born into that kingdom and he hates us. And so he, 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 he wants to keep us. He didn't want us to get born again. But once we get born again, he doesn't want us to grow and understand that we have power. And so he does everything he can. And there's even familiar spirits. Somebody was talking about this the other day. I think maybe it's Dr. Jacobs. But uh, that uh, some brother had a vision of a demon following somebody around and watching people and writing stuff down. And, and the reason they do that is so they know your weakness. So when they need to come against you, they'll know what to hit you with. And now listen, that's why we need to pray in tongues. Because when you pray in tongues, if, if you say, Oh my God, what am I going to do? Oh, this hurts so bad. Or I'm so afraid of this. I'm so worried about this. Then he, he knows what to do and he just pours it on. But when you just pray in the Holy Ghost, then you don't know. 
And he, he, oh, he don't like that. That's why he fights that. Amen. Hallelujah. He don't care if we just be, I mean, he, it doesn't bother him if we're, if we're just dead old Christians. But when we come alive to God, we terrorize him. And, and uh, uh, you know, the devil flees us. We're not afraid of him. We fear nothing but God. Amen. Hallelujah. So, look, look, I got some things in my heart. Stuff's going to come your way. And, you know, I was talking to Wes a little bit before. Matter of fact, the more you're doing, the more stuff is going to attack you. And it's not a strange thing. And, and uh, I learned years and years ago, when the devil's mad, then Jesus must be glad. I just learned that and just figured that out. Because, I, you know, I didn't know everything then I knew. Now I was learning. And I was praying in the Holy Ghost. And I was groaning and crying out to God because... I was just so uh, under attacks, under such attacks. Because the devil knew, you know, if he was going to stop me, he needed to stop me then. Because everything you endure, you get stronger. What doesn't kill us makes us stronger. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. And it really works that way. And you get to the place where, you know, we're so much more valuable to the kingdom of God because we don't panic. And we don't make a few wrong decisions before we decide to trust God. Amen. <laughs> we just trust God right off the bat. Amen. And the word works. So, so uh, Paul said this to the Corinthians. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse, starting in verse 17. Uh, for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding an eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. So Paul, and if you read after Paul and read in the epistles, I recommend uh, when you start reading your Bible, everybody ought to read their Bible. Everybody ought to learn to love the Word. I'm going to hammer on that. Till Jesus comes. I'm going to hammer on it this morning. Amen. we got to love the Word if we love God. We've got to renew our minds. Amen. Not be conformed to this world and renew our mind continually with the Word of God. It needs to be the New Testament. It needs to be the book of Acts and the epistles because that's, that's where we're at today. You need to know the history. And you need to know the Christmas story. And you need to know the Easter story. And you need to know the parables because they teach us things. But that, that was really before uh, Jesus was crucified and gave up the ghost and said, It is finished. Amen. And then the Holy Ghost fell. The Holy Ghost came. Amen. And we're Holy Ghost people. This Bible, this New Testament's a Holy Ghost book. Amen. Hallelujah. And uh, we're supposed to be uh, doing things by the book. But the enemy will cause us to omit certain things. Uh, Andrew said there's 3,000 3, some different denominations, different groups. And when you don't have the Holy Ghost to lead you and teach you, you can come up with some amazing stuff. Amen. And it's all intellectual. Amen. And it's all the imaginations of men apart from the Spirit of the living God. And, and He gave us the Holy Ghost to lead us and guide us and teach us. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, not ordered by their denomination. Ordered by the Lord. Amen. So... Uh, this says, so Paul said our light affliction, and if you read after Paul, he'd been through so much. He'd been stoned, he'd been left for dead, he'd been in shipwrecks and fastings and perils, in perils among false brethren, and in perils amongst real brethren, amen. <laughs> Hallelujah, when the, when the brethren are giving you the business, you're in trouble, amen. It's not good, you ought to have some comfort somewhere. But he said, uh, the, this light affliction, our light affliction, this is just light affliction. He'd been through all our light affliction, amen. And sometimes we think, you know, we got it so rough. We're going th through so much. But, but realize, we talked the other night about enduring hardness as a good, good soldier. Amen. Hallelujah. And Peter said in the same epistles, same Holy Ghost, same, same dispensation we live in, yes, and all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution amen that means pressure from hell coming at you sometimes the devil will use people oh you go to that church where they speak in tongues 
You know, I, 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 I've, been, I've been put down for living right. I've been, uh, you know, I've been told, you know, Brother Randy, he's a great preacher. He said, and, and, and he lives it, you know, like nobody else does. Praise God. Amen. And he, the person who said that, you'd think, well, that's the church I want to go to. No, because he don't want to come here because he don't want to live it. Amen. Well, I at least want to try, give it a shot. Now, and I'm not perfect, but I've got a perfect Savior. Yes, amen. And his mercy is brand new every day. Yes. And I say yes. I say yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Yes, yes, Lord. Amen. That's the key. The devil tried to say, well, you're not worthy. Well, no, Jesus says yes. Amen. There's power in his blood. So uh, we're going to go through stuff. You just can count on it. But we're, we're, we're up to it. And it, it, it's... Uh, we got word this week. Uh, um, you know, he'd, he'd be my uncle. He was married to my mom's sister. Uh, went to heaven. And uh, he'd been sick off and on for a long time. Had a lot of issues with his health. But the, the last few months, he was, he was a, a faithful watcher of our live stream. Amen. He watched faithfully in the hospital and at home. And it turned him around. And my aunt would testify to this, that he walked different. He talked different. He started praying. And uh, when he was healthy, he went to church with her. Amen. He never did. Never was healthy enough. But he would. But he would have. But he went to heaven uh, this week. And I don't know if he would have went to heaven if it wasn't for the live stream. Praise God. So that that's that's worth anything it's ever cost or any any trouble and effort to put that out there. Now listen, if you can be here, there's a corporate anointing. That's different here than you can. You, you can get some things through the TV. I'm not just, uh, thank God for, thank God for stuff that's on television and on videos and podcasts and things like that because we feed on that all the time and we get something from it. Glory to God. Amen. But when you can be there live, it's even better. And, uh, you know, we just, we, we have to have something from God in these last days. We just, we, the, the devil's not playing, and he is supernatural. Amen. And he does have power. It's not as, it's not as big and bad as the sci-fi channel and all those shows about witches make it to be. Amen. Uh, the blood of Jesus trumps every bit of that. Somebody who's filled with, washed in the blood of Jesus and filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. Demons have to fear and bow down just like they did Jesus, just like they did the apostles in the early church. Matter of fact, Jesus said it's in red letters in your Bible. You can look and see it. These signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They shall cast out devils. Amen. So that's real. So uh, I saw the exorcist when I was 13. That's about when it came out, 13, 14. And I remember we caught a ride. I think I might have been with Ricky. We went to the drive-in in Russell Springs. And, and uh, you know, that girl was all devil-possessed. And, you know, she, she had a, you know, horrific look manifested on her. And she was wicked, and her head would spin around. And, you know, she, would, she was cursing them priests out and stuff. And they was jumping out the windows and stuff. And couldn't nobody do nothing with her. You know, hallelujah. Well, that's science fiction. That's TV. Somebody in the name of Jesus, you know, the same story really happened. Amen. In the uh, uh, Philippines. And Dr. Summerall had been down there for a while. And there was a girl in the prisons, and a lady named Clarita. And she was possessed with devils. And that started manifesting. And they would bite her. And they would leave physical bite marks and saliva on her. And she would pull their hair out fighting them. And she would have big long strands of hair that weren't hers. Amen. So they didn't know what to do. And she cursed a couple doctors. And people who worked in the prison and said, you're going to die. When, the devils will speak through people when, when it gets bad enough. And uh, uh, they said, uh, you're going to die. And a couple of them died. So they were all scared. They didn't know what to do. They put it on the radio. And Dr. Summerall just happened to be listening to it. And the Lord said, I want you to go help her. 
You know, he said, not me, Lord. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, you can help her. You go help her. So he went down there and he told him, he said, I'm a preacher. And he said, I believe the Lord sent me down here to help her. And so they were so desperate for help, they let him in. And, you know, uh, he prayed for, I think, maybe a couple days. And he, maybe he went and seen what was going on and then went home and prayed some more and came back and, and prayed a little bit more authoritatively. And, and all that stuff left her. Amen. And you know what? It was all on TV, everything like that. He, he just said, come out in the name of Jesus. Amen. Because he was washed in the blood of the Lamb like we are, filled with the Holy Ghost like we are. Might have read his Bible a little bit more than we do. Might have had his mind renewed a little bit more than we do. But the same stuff that's in him, in us, was in him. And he said, come out, and it came out. And so uh, they were so thrilled, the mayor gave him the keys to the city <laughs> and said, what do you want? And he said, I want to have a big crusade. He said, I want the biggest arena in town to have a crusade, and they gave it to him. And hundreds and hundreds of people got saved, maybe thousands. And his little church, which was struggling, little assemblies of God was struggling. Amen. It blew up after that, praise God. Hallelujah. And we don't have to be afraid. Amen. Glory to God. But we need to be anointed with fresh oil. Amen. We need something fresh and new and, and alive. And, and God's doing something fresh and new and alive. But the thing about God is, and this is, this is why I'm preaching to you, you, you you've got to decide that, that, that you're in. You've got to say yes. You've got to say yes to what God has. Amen. If, if you want to stay back and be standoffish, you know, he'll kind of let you be that way. He loves you, but he ain't going to grab you by the nose and, and, and uh, pull you into it. Right. Amen. He'll, he'll, he'll give you the hunger and the spirit of God on the inside of you. It will make you want to draw nigh unto him. Amen. But you've got you to gotta go after it. Amen. So we say, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord. So you go around, you know, all next week. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Amen. I'm ready for it, Lord. So let's look at Psalm 92. When we talk about this, being anointed with fresh oil, David said some things in the old covenant. Hallelujah. There's an old covenant. Everything before Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John was old covenant. And after Mark, Luke, and John, we're in the new covenant. So this is old covenant. And the Bible says the new is better, a new and better way. So this was old covenant. And uh, so what we got is better than what they had. But this is what he said. He said, but my horn you have exalted like a wild ox. I've been anointed with fresh oil. Now, uh, uh, your horn here, in, in that context, it, it represents your authority and power, who you are. Amen. So he said, I've been anointed with fresh oil. I've been lifted up, praise God. My position. You know, you've you got to see yourself blessed before you're ever going to be blessed. If the devil's got you seeing yourself pitiful, and struggling all the rest of your life, that's how you're going to be. But if you see yourself blessed, amen, you can do it. You know, my Uncle Alan, uh, Mr. P., uh, on the Mr. P. Express, he had an article on Facebook talking about his passing. He, I, what was he, 50-some or 60-some? When he, when he decided that he wasn't going to stay like this the rest of his life and started getting in the trucking business. Amen. And started trying to do something and made some investments. And, and uh, gosh, he's so blessed today. But he, but he started with nothing. We used, to, we used to have to pray every week because they needed a miracle to make payroll. Or they needed to get a loan so they could buy some new trucks because their trucks were breaking down. They were in trouble. And we, we got the prayer request. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God for it. Amen. And, and uh, we prayed and now, uh, now just very, very blessed. Amen. But he had, you can't see yourself as a loser. Amen. Because you'll, 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 as a man thinketh in his heart, so shall he be. Amen. So my horn, you've exalted like a wild ox. I've been anointed with fresh oil. And you need to say that. Amen. Hallelujah. He said, how much more will he give the Holy Spirit to them that ask? And so when you say, yes, Lord, I want all you got for me, he says yes. But you've got to say yes first. So it, verse 11 says, my eye also has seen my desire on my enemies. And my ears hear my desire of the wicked who rise up against me. So when you get anointed with fresh oil, it'll cause you to see things that you hadn't seen. 
Amen. And when you get anointed with fresh oil, it'll cause you to hear things that you hadn't heard. When you'll be still, if you'll be still and, 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 and draw near unto God, he's not going to ignore you. He's just waiting. That's saying yes. Yes, Lord. Amen. Misty and I have been listening to a message about intercession and travail. And uh, you've got to give yourself to it. You've got to give yourself to it. And so we've been saying yes, praise God, but, but before we go. Because, uh, you know, I had to pray that way when I first started because I didn't know nothing. And the devil was trying to kill me. He was fighting me like he was fighting somebody who knew what they was doing. I didn't know what I was doing. But he knew what I was going to do. So he, he, he was sicking the big guns on me early. So I prayed and groaned in the Holy Ghost, laid on the floor and groaned and moaned in the Spirit, soaked a pillow with tears, groaning in the Spirit, crying out in the Spirit. And I don't know what I said. I don't know what the Holy Ghost said. But the Bible says that when, when the Holy Ghost is praying for you, He's praying the perfect will of God. So I made it. <laughs> Hallelujah, whatever it was, it worked. I said one time, you know, the devil said, you know, if you knew what you was praying when you was praying in tongues, some, some people would shut up. Because he's praying to straighten out what your problem is. And sometimes your flesh don't want it straightened out too much. Amen. <laughs> but your spirit man does. So when you pray in the Holy Ghost, he overrides all that stuff. And he's so good, he's so sweet. Amen. He won't take away your old nasty bone unless he gives you a T-bone steak. Praise God. Amen. You see, old dog got that old bone. You know, you can't even get close to it. You know, it's growling, going to bite you because it got an old bone. Amen. Lord throws down a T-bone steak. said, here you go. Then you spit that bone out. Praise God. God's ways are always better. Amen. What you're holding on to ain't worth holding on to. Amen. God's got something good. So your ears will see and your, your eyes will see and your ears will hear. Amen. Verse 12 says, the righteous will flourish like a palm tree. Amen. Hallelujah. That sounds good. Amen. We're just growing and flowing tall in the sunshine. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Well, I've studied enough to know that those are big old strong trees that they build great buildings out of. Amen. Hallelujah. So he'll cause us to grow and be strong in the things of God. And that's the will of God for his children. Not a weak old defeated bunch amen but if we we'll walk after the spirit we can be strong in the lord and in the power of his might praise god not y'all pray for me i'm just a little weak earth man y'all pray for me it's so hard y'all pray for me that i'll hold out and be found faithful amen and, and you know that's the way most a lot of christians think and that's all that's where you're going that's it you have what you say i'm the righteousness of god in christ jesus and i say yes hallelujah to his plan for me his plans are higher than my plans. His plans are better than my plans. Love everybody. But as for me and my house, we're going after Jesus. Amen. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. Amen. You need to be planted. Amen. In the house of God. You need to be planted somewhere. Now, Now uh, we were, I love Pastor Luke, and Pastor Luke is a, is a social person. He's a very social person, and he has a lot of preacher's friends that are preachers. Amen. Even there where he's from, uh, Bishop Eric Vickers of the Church of God, he was the one that rented him the old building that they, that they were in for, for several years. And he's a great man of God. Church of God, Cleveland, Tennessee. He's a powerful minister. Powerful minister. And loves Dr. Jacobs. Still learning about the word of faith and still learning what he should say and what he shouldn't say and trying to get a hold of all that because all they've had is tradition and you never know what the Lord might do and sometimes he allows us to suffer for his sake. And when, when you've been taught that by people who, who you love, that's, it's hard to get rid of that stuff. Then that's why somebody's got to come along and teach what the word of God says. Right. Amen. Hallelujah. So you can get rid of all that old thinking. Amen. So when you can get around somebody who's in the word of faith, and, I mean, it's the same book. It's just what we're seeing, what we're emphasizing. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Rightly dividing. Yes. Seeing, what it, seeing all of what it says. And I said, well, I don't understand that, so I'm not going. I don't understand that Holy Ghost stuff. I don't understand that healing stuff. I'm just, I'm just thankful for the blood. Amen. Well, there's power in that blood for, 
for healing, praise God, and everything else. So, see, we, we, we say little religious things that are wrong, and it keeps us from really laying hold of all the power. But there was all different kinds of three or four churches represented there. And, they, and I mean, they had to bring chairs out. They had about as many chairs as us, but they had to bring extra chairs out because a couple different churches brought a lot of people. Glory to God. And uh, so there's, there's different thoughts in different churches. I, I saw that and understand that. And how, what a blessing it is to be led to somebody who's going to teach you to have victory. Not everybody's going to have that. Not everybody wants to go there. But it, this book says that he is coming back after a glorious church. Not having wrinkle, spot, or blemish, or any such thing made that way by the washing of the water by the word. Now, how, how, many, how many understand to God when he says in Hebrews 6... Paul, by the unction of the Holy Ghost, or whoever the writer of Hebrews was, I believe it's Paul, said, uh, Without faith it is impossible to please him. He that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. In the faith chapter. Without faith it's impossible to please him. So if faith's the great thing, then unbelief would be a blemish or doubt. Even Jesus himself in the Sermon on the Mount said, uh, take no thought, saying, don't, don't worry about this. Don't worry about that. Take no thought about this. So worrying and fear are the opposite of believing God. I don't know about you, but I, 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 it's not easy. I mean, it's not hard for me to figure out that worry and fear and unbelief are, would be blemishes and spots, and things that aren't pleasing to God. When he said, if you want to please me, have faith. Believe that he is and believe, you know, then what would you do to displease him? Not believe him. Right. Amen. So I'm Does that make sense to you like it makes sense to me? We need to get rid of our unbelief. We need to get rid of our unbelief. So when you can come to a place that instead of adding on to your unbelief, helps you get rid of it, you've hit a gold mine. Right. Amen. Amen. Well, why can't we just be like everybody else and not have to be so spiritual and read our Bibles and all that stuff and pray every day? Well, I, I, that's just what he said. Man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Ask. Amen. Seek. Knock. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you'll find. Knock and it will be open to you. Uh, you know, uh, he said all these things for a reason, for us to be doing. And the church is made from unglorious to glorious by the washing of the water by the word. That's what I'm doing right now. Amen. Hallelujah. Stirring us to pray, stirring us to love God, stirring us to, to, to not be so caught up in this world, but to be caught up in him. Amen. Hallelujah. So those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish. In the courts of our God. It'll cause you to flourish. Amen. When you're planted. Planted. Not potted. Planted. Amen. Before I got saved. When I was a backslider. I was growing marijuana. I'll just be honest. Amen. I'm forgiven now. I'm saved now. I don't do that now. I don't like it. Uh, uh, don't got no desire for it. But I was hooked on it bad. And I, 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 I thought this, is, this, this year is going to be my mother load every year. I'm going to hit the mother load this year and, and pay off all my debts. And, but uh, I never grew more than I could smoke, <laughs> pretty much. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, so uh, Bethany never had to be around that. I saved when Bethany came along. <laughs> but when Tiffany was a little baby, I had a spare bedroom that we didn't have. And I had it full. I had wires stretched across it. And I had, uh, I bet, 100-plus big old six, eight-foot-tall marijuana plant hanging up in there curing amen this is a god's honest truth mama was praying for me it wouldn't have been the will of god for me to go to jail then because i didn't i was sitting there one day looked out my window and here pulled up and i where i lived they had to be you know they couldn't be that lost i lived down there at miss kemper's in that gatehouse and uh 13 14 miles out of town way out in the boonies and you had to come down a driveway and 
my house was what they called the gatehouse because it was right at the gates of the property. And then the big old house, the big old state was on down here. They pulled right up in my driveway. State trooper sat right there. You tell me now I wasn't under conviction. You tell me God wasn't giving me signs and wonders to, to, to make me change my ways. Pulled right up in there. I had that room full. That room was full. I had three or four big plants hanging around. I had a wood stove. It was in the fall of the year. I had three or four big plants hanging to dry faster around the wood slope. He pulled up in there, and he sat there. And I thought, oh, my goodness. I hope I can keep, you know, take this wrap on myself and don't get uh, my spouse thrown in jail. I hope they just take me because you got to have to take care of the baby because Bethany's, <laughs> uh, Tiffany's little baby. Don't you know he pulled up there and sat there a minute? Just sat there. Probably two or three minutes. I'm, you know, I'm, I ain't going to fight. I ain't going to run. There ain't nowhere to run. They know this is my house. You know. Where are you going to run to? The, these people who run, I just wonder about that. You know, where, are you, where are you going? <laughs> They're going to get you sooner or later. Amen. They got you on camera and everything else. You, you're done. Amen. So I'm just waiting. And you know what? He's put it in reverse and backed out. Turned around and left. But man, that marked me. Because I thought, oh boy. I'm going to have long-term stay at jail this time. Amen. So I got all that stuff cleaned up and, and uh, got ready for if they came back, they wouldn't find nothing. <laughs> I wasn't saved, but I was getting close. I was months away from it. I, I was less than a year away from it. But what I did... Uh, I would start those marijuana plants in a pie pan and put them in the darkness and put paper towels over them, get them wet. You'd get the good seeds from good dope. You know, the, the, the best dope you could find would grow the best, would grow the best pot, so you got the best seeds you could find. And when you got some good seeds, you know, you cherish them and you save them and you'd put them in a pie pan with water and paper towels over them and, and put them in a dark place and they'd splot, sprout and start growing. Then, then I'd get little uh, uh, two-liter Pepsi bottles and cut the top off of them and fill that full of dirt. And I'd get a couple of those plants growing in that thing. And then you could set them in the windowsills where the sun was shining. Because you did this when it was still cold outside to get them going. And, and, and uh, uh, you know, that was potted. Then when they got a little bit bigger, I put them in a five-gallon bucket. And I'd have the five-gallon buckets outside. And if somebody was coming, if Mama was going to come visit, I had a path up in the woods where I could just go a little ways and cut down a path. And I had a place to set all my buckets up there. So if I didn't want nobody to see them, I could hide my buckets. It took a little bit of effort, but I wanted to bring them out and set them out in the sun. And, had them. and then when they get really big, you go out and find a place in a cedar thicket and plant them and have them growing, have them close to the creek where you can take a five-gallon bucket and water them when, when it stops raining. And if they're in the cedar trees, then the helicopters can't tell if it's a cedar tree or a big pot plant. I thought I had it all, all down, but they was potted, not planted. They never got planted till I put them in the ground. And a lot of Christians are like that, you know. They, they're just potted in a, in a, in a, in a, in a Pepsi, two-liter Pepsi. You can just pack them around wherever you want, put them in the sunshine, put them light. And that's the way a lot of people do. Well, I ain't going to get too dedicated nowhere. I don't like nobody telling me how to live anyway. I'm my own man. I don't need no preacher telling me what to do. And I'm not trying to tell anybody to do. I'm just saying what God said. You know, I listen to him. It'd probably do you good. <laughs> Might work for you. But he said, those that are planted in the courts of the Lord will flourish. Amen. And they shall still bear fruit in the old age. When you're hooked up, tied up into God, see, you don't, you don't have to have muscles and energy. You don't have to be able to run a four-minute mile to bear fruit in the kingdom. But you got all that on the inside of you. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. And it's proven and it's tested and it's tried. Amen. And your prayers mean something just simply because you believe. Amen. You're not praying and worrying at the same time like we did when we were younger. Mm -hmm. Amen. You're just believing God. Speaking the word of God. Amen. Oh, 
They shall still bear fruit in their old age. They shall be fresh and flourishing. Hallelujah. Some of my friends, mine and Ricky's age, they think, they think they're old. I don't think I'm old. I am uh, I'm fresh and flourishing. Bearing fruit. Bearing more fruit than ever before. It's all going to come to pass. It's all going to come to pass. The greatest days we've ever seen are about to happen. Amen. To declare that the Lord is upright, He's my rock, and there is no unrighteousness in Him. So, that horn represents power and authority. He will lift us up when we honor Him and get filled with fresh oil, get anointed with fresh oil. Now, we're in a new covenant. We get born again of the Spirit of the living God. When you, the Bible says in Romans 10, the, this is the best rightly dividing the scriptures out there's a lot of different people tell you you got to do this to be saved you got to do that to be saved you want to, this is how to be saved anybody online anybody listening anybody they'll see this this uh, video this is how to be saved amen the bible says in romans 10 it's all right there it says uh, uh how can one be saved except he hears how can one hear except one preach how can one preach except he be sent how beautiful are the feet of the gospel. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Somebody has to hear this gospel message preached. And the gospel means good news. The good news is that Jesus died for our sins. Adam transgressed against God in the garden, made us all sinners. Amen. God loved us. We were all sons of God. It was all paradise. God loved us. God didn't, didn't want that to go on. He came up with a plan, the plan of salvation. And he gave his son, his only son. The word was in heaven in the beginning. And God sent the word to flesh to become a man. Amen. He was God and he was man. The Holy Ghost overshadowed Mary, not a man. The Holy Ghost gave life to Mary. And she birthed him. It was Jesus. Incarnation. The immaculate conception. Supernatural, mind-boggling. Amen. But it's real. I mean, if there was a guy named Muhammad, he was born of a woman, fathered by a man. Confucius, if there was a man named Confucius, he was born of a woman, fathered by a man. Jesus was born of a woman, but he was fathered by God, by the Holy Spirit. Overshadowed her. Nothing like it ever before, God and man. Because he had to be perfect. Because God was going to be just in justifying us. I said, I said here this morning, I got told Misty, I said, I'm just tore up. Because it's just too good to be true. How could he love me? How could he love me like that? So completely, so perfectly, when I'm so imperfect. Amen. And I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm probably better than most. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. But I fall so short. I've got high standards. <laughs> Amen. But I fall so short. And yet he loves me and he blesses me and he pours out his spirit on me. And he talks to me. He talks to me. He talks to me. And he'll talk to anybody who'll listen. He's so good. All the mistakes I've made in the past, all my, all my reefer-growing experience that, that, that didn't disqualify me. And you know what? I was born again when I did that. I was backslid. I, didn't, I wasn't talking to God. I wasn't fellowshipping with God. Amen. I wasn't saying, yes, Lord. <laughs> I said, leave me alone, Lord. <laughs> I was trying to hide from him. You know, Adam in the garden, when the Lord come after he'd sinned, he said, Adam, where art thou? Amen. And Adam said, well, we're hiding. <laughs> the Lord knew where he was at. <laughs> Amen. But he loved him anyhow. Amen. And he was gracious, and he made the plan of salvation so we could be saved. And the Bible says in Romans 10, it's just a good place to look, that if we will believe in our heart, and confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, we will be saved. For with the heart, that's your innermost being, way down deep inside, with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So you believe that and do that, and believe in your heart and say a prayer, Lord, I believe in my heart, you're the Son of God, and you're my Savior and my Lord. I yield to you, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. You said in your word, if whoever calls on your name will be saved, and you won't cast us out so. I know you're taking me. And so here I am. I give it all to you. And that, that makes you born again in your spirit. Your spirit's brand new. It's born again of incorruptible seed of the Word of God.
but you still have your mind, your will, and your emotions, which have to be renewed uh, by the Word of God. Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So that's what church is about. Be planted in the courts of the Lord. Find out about all these things. Get excited about all these things. We're not losers, we're winners. Amen. Hallelujah. We're in the army of the Most High God. What was Maybe it was Wednesday night I talked about the soldiers, or was it Sunday? Praise God. I'm a soldier in the army of the Lord. Praise God. So in the Old Testament, now we're born of the Spirit. When we're born again, our spirits are born again, recreated. Uh, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things are passed away. We're born of the Spirit. But Jesus told the disciples, he said, Now listen, I'm going away, but you tarry in Jerusalem. Amen. And you'll be endued with power from on high. Amen. And uh, that's what we call getting filled with the Holy Ghost or getting baptized with the Holy Ghost. Now, when you get saved, you're born of the Holy Ghost. Same Holy Ghost. It's just like, uh, if have you got one inch of water in your bathtub or six inches? Amen. And really getting baptized in the Holy Ghost is like getting in a hot tub and just getting down underneath it all. <laughs> Then come up for air. It's totally immersed in the power of God. And that's what, he, that's what he has for us. And we got so many people, you know, we just stick our little tongue in it. Testing the temperature. Is it cold? Is it cold? <laughs> Amen. You know, when I go swimming that first time every year, I just look at it a little bit, and then I just rear back and get a running shoot and just take the plunge, get it all over with all at once. Hallelujah. Ah, then even if it's cold, you get used to it, don't you? Hallelujah. But in the Old Testament, the anointing wasn't in them like it is on us because Jesus hadn't died. Jesus hadn't been the perfect sacrifice. But the anointing was real. The power of God was real. You could be anointed with fresh oil. And the anointing would come on people for offices, for prophet, for priest, and king. Remember, remember uh, uh, what was the name? Samson. Samson, the story of Samson. Well, Samson wasn't a big old muscle guy like Arnold Schwarzenegger on steroids and, and uh, veins popping out everywhere and, you know, running around in his Speedos and, and all oiled up. And <laughs> that wasn't, Samson was just a man. But the power of God would come on Samson. The anointing was his strength. Amen. And so that was for a purpose to do the things that he did because he was a Nazarite and that was a special anointing on him and when it was because he would kept that vow and he felt like if he lost his hair he'd lose his anointing and when that finally got found out and they took his hair they came and got him amen and they plucked out his eyes and they put him in the pillar of the temple between two posts and he was blinded and his head was shaved but after a few days that hair started growing back Amen. After a few days, that hair started growing back, and he said, he's still my God, and these false gods cannot stand. And he jerked that temple down on top of himself. Praise God. <laughs> Amen. The strength came back when the hair came back. Amen. But that's an anointing. That's supernatural. There was prophets that were anointed to be prophets. There were, there were priests that were anointed to be high priests and serve in the office. And then there were kings that were anointed uh, to be king. In 1 Kings 19 and 15, uh, uh, the Lord said to him, Go return your way to the wilderness of Damascus, and when you arrive, anoint Hazael as king over Syria. So he told the prophet to anoint one guy as king. He said, You also shall anoint Jehu, the son of Nimshi, as king over Israel. So anoint, anoint another guy as king. And Elijah, the son of Saphat, uh, of Abel Mahola, you shall anoint as prophet. So he told him, Anoint this guy as king. Anoint this guy as king and anoint this guy as prophet. So they could do that, and those were symbolic. And those anointing services meant something. Because when David uh, was a little one, Samuel came to anoint the new king because, oh, what's his name? Uh, Saul had fallen. So he's coming to find a new king. He saw the biggest son, the strongest, the oldest. Usually that's the way it works. He said, no, it's not him. Well, here's this next one. No, it's not him. No, it's not him. No, it's not him. Well, we got one. You know, he's little. little he's out with the sheep. He said, let's go see him. They went out there when he saw him. He knew in the spirit, that's him. Amen, because God doesn't look on the outward. He looks in the heart. Amen. 
And he anointed David as king out there. And the Bible says from that day forward, the Spirit of God came on David from that day forward. So there's something about this. But in the New Covenant, when we get born again, we're born of the Spirit. Amen. And then when we seek Him and wait upon Him, amen, and get filled with the Holy Ghost, it's stronger and it's greater. Now listen, I know Baptist preachers. Uh, I, I definitely know some Baptist preachers. The anointing gets on them. Amen. And they'll preach that old rugged cross, and it'll give you cold chills. Amen. But they don't know nothing else about this Holy Ghost or casting out devils or none of that stuff. They know it's in the Bible, but they don't know. Amen. Hallelujah. I met me one the other day. Praise God. I'm going uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to help him. I believe he's going to let me help him. Get filled with the Holy Ghost because he loves Jesus. We got that in common. We both love Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So we're under a new and better covenant. Do you know Jesus never did any miracles till he was anointed? Amen. He didn't. He didn't. They made some movies and tried to put them off that Jesus was doing miracles when he was a kid. Like, you know, if, uh, healing some little girl's kitty cat. None of that happened. Amen. When he was 12 and they went to, for the census, when they were on the way home, they couldn't find him. They'd gotten down the road a while and they couldn't find him. And they had to go back and find him. And this little 12-year-old was sitting there with the scribes and the Pharisees. Amen. Talking doctrine. <laughs> Talking the word. Amen. But he still wasn't doing no miracles. But he was supernatural. He was the word. Amen. The miracles did not start. You read your Bibles, you Bible scholars. You check them all out. Amen. Till uh, his temptation came. He never did one miracle. Till his temptation came. Go read it. The water never got turned into wine. Until after the temptation. And he was led away of the Spirit to be tempted. Uh, John the Baptist. Here comes Jesus. He said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And uh, Jesus come down there and John the Baptist said, Jesus, I want you to baptize me because you're the Son of God. Now John the Baptist leapt in his mother's womb because he sensed the anointing of Jesus in Mary's womb. Amen. John the Baptist knew what was going on. He said, Jesus, you baptize me. And he said, no, suffer it not so. He said, you baptize me. Amen. So John consented. And he said, he said uh, uh, I indeed baptize with water and repentance, but there's one coming after me. He's mightier than me. And he'll baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Praise God. And he said, his fan is in his hand. And he separates the wheat from the chaff. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And the, he took him in the water. Took him straightway and brought him out. And a voice spoke out of heaven. Said, this is my beloved son. In whom I'm well pleased. Hear ye him. And they saw the spirit of God coming down. And descended on him like a dove. And then, and then at that point he was led away in the wilderness to be tempted by the devil 40 days and 40 nights he fasted 40 days and 40 nights he came back and the water got turned into wine then a little bit farther down the road there was a little funeral procession with a little dead boy and his crying mama and they stopped the funeral procession and he raised that boy from the dead and the miracle started then and, and lasted until he went away but they did not happen till he was filled with the Holy Ghost Amen Hallelujah and why, do, why does the church today think that it's not necessary or not important? You're not, it, just, it just doesn't work that way. Say, I want to be like Jesus. Well, he was filled. Amen. Can we get some music, Rick? Hallelujah. I'm nowhere close to done, but it's, it's been good. So I was drunk a half hour. I was drunk an hour before service started in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's so good. He loves us so. Amen. And He wants us. I love my kids. 
I want my kids to be all that they can be. Amen. I, I, I want them to honor God. I want them to honor God. Amen. Hallelujah. I want my grandbabies to be all they can be. Hallelujah. But mostly I want them to honor God. And uh, I'm created in His image. We're all His kids. His will for you is good. The life that He has for us is good. But He wants us to seek after Him. No, He's a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. That's what He wants for us. Society has made it where we can go to church every now and then and it'll be all right. Well, it, 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 it's really not all right because he said, uh, Paul said, he's the author and the finisher of our faith. And Paul said, he who began a good work in you is faithful to complete it. So even when it seems like you're butting heads against everything and you're struggling and you're not gaining the ground you'd like, it's these light afflictions. He's trying to trip us up, but you, you, you got that promise. Matter of fact, he told me that this morning. Gave me those scriptures. Hallelujah. James said, Think it not strange concerning the fiery trial that has come upon you as though some strange thing has happened to you. And he said, your brothers before you, they were tested. Hallelujah. Amen. He loves us and he's for us. Amen. And we can overcome everything, anything. There's nothing that's too hard for the blood of Jesus. I don't know where you're at. You may be, maybe you've known God and haven't really been right with him or aren't sure that you've been right with him. He wants you to leave here sure. Just like my uncle. He's gone. I watched an old video yesterday uh, of uh, Larry Norman in the D.C. talk. I wish we'd all been ready. Two men walking up the hill. One is gone, the other left standing still. I wish we'd all been ready. Man and wife asleep in bed. She hears a noise. She turns. He's gone. I wish they'd all been ready. There's no time to change your mind. The sun has come and you've been left behind. That's going to happen. That's going to happen. Hallelujah. Lord, help us. Lord, help us to have compassion and pray and, and uh, travail in birth for the lost. And we've been doing that some. We're going to do it more and more and more. Amen. All it takes to be born again is to believe in your heart and confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus. I don't know the situation here, buddy. Uh, but he said, if you're ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you. So if you've never been saved and you want to be saved or if you don't know where you stand with God you were saved but maybe you've been living like you weren't saved lately and you want to be sure or if you want to be filled with the Holy Ghost I'll throw that in there or refilled I'd like to pray with you this morning Amen saying Jesus is my Lord praise God anybody want to come to that? any of those things to get saved or to rededicate hallelujah rededicating was the best thing I ever did it was, the devil fought hard to keep me away from it but we made it let's all just repeat this together dear heavenly father we come boldly before your throne we say yes lord we say yes to your will, yes to your plans for our lives. You said in your word, if I'd believe in my heart and confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus, 
I would be saved. I do believe. And with my mouth I confess. Jesus, you're my Lord. I say yes to you. So you said in your word, if I did that, I'd be saved. And you wouldn't turn me away. So I'm your son. I'm your daughter. You're my God. And I love you. Open my eyes. And let me know. And understand how much you love me. And use me, Lord. For people who don't know. For people who may not be ready. So they won't be left behind. Help us, Jesus. And everybody said amen. Amen. Praise God forevermore. Praise God forevermore. Well, I feel like uh, we've obeyed God. Amen. I sure do love y'all. Appreciate every one of you. We will be here Wednesday. Uh, Ladies book club, ladies meeting. Misty's got it on her heart to get things going with the ladies and, and we'll follow suit soon we'll try to figure out where we can do something I used to enjoy men's prayer breakfast I told Misty we used to have all night prayer meetings back when I was zealous and crazy and, and everybody would be gone by 11 o'clock and I, I was the last one nobody could hang with me Pray, we'd start at 8 or 9 o'clock and everybody's prayed out hallelujah but uh, we just wanted to serve God we are just hungry I needed that, that, that much prayer. But we're gonna, we had some great men's prayer meetings. We're going to do that. Hallelujah. Encourage one another. Amen. Iron sharpens iron. Hallelujah. So I'm excited about the future. Amen. Well, God bless you. We'll ladies at 5 o'clock and rest of us on Wednesday. <laughs>